Hi, Johnny back at Bits of Water Podcast. This episode is number 79. This is a bit of a special one. Look at Javi Peralta. He's my business coach. He's been coaching me probably for the last 12 months or so. And I have to say, business coaching is something that I have never even thought about. But the insight and help that Javi has given me over the last 12 months is absolutely fantastic. He does say at the end of our interview that he's giving a free coaching session to anybody who contacts him. So please, if you want to avail yourself of that, then please just let me know. Drop me an email at jonathan at bricksandmortarmortgages.co.uk. But without any further ado, let's get Javier on. Just as a little bit of a warning here. The audio, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to work out. We did it over Zoom, so it might be a little bit sketchy, but I think it's certainly worth listening because there's some real gold nuggets in there. I'll catch you on the other side. How are you? I am very well, very well indeed. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. So... What we'll do is I will have done an intro and then I'll do an outro. So what I'll do is we'll just get started and uh, we'll see where it goes. I'm, I, it, it is only going to be 30 minutes. I know that you've, you're pressed for time. So a little bit about the background, Javier. So I'd asked you a question. You had been in the paid ranks. You had been employed. Why did you decide to leave? gainful employment and set up and do what you're doing now? Okay, well, it's a, it's a mix of things. Um, but uh, when, when I moved to Glasgow uh, some 15, 16 years ago, one of the first things I did was to read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by... Uh, Kawasaki, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, this quadrant that he talks about really mesmerized me and I said, hey, I, I need to get into the invest, invest, investor's box, you know, quadrant. Uh, because he says, you know, everybody should be there. Not everybody can be a business owner, but everybody can be an investor. Do you want to be on the left-hand side of the quadrant or the right-hand side of the quadrant? Yeah. And uh, anyway, so it, the, the thing of being a business owner and the thing of being an investor stuck to my mind. The first thing I did was to buy my first property after reading the book, and that was 16 years ago. And since then, I've been building a, a very handsome uh, property portfolio. And then uh, the thing of becoming a business owner, again, I was an employee. I was working in corporate or high-tech high, high tech startups uh, from Europe breaking into the UK market. So they were looking for somebody to grow the business. So I found myself helping, helping a, a, a company at, at a time to grow uh, their business in the UK yeah. as a country manager. And then um, I got, uh, a few years ago, I got a LinkedIn request by somebody who says, Javier, I looked at your profile, we must talk. I said, wow. So we, we had a conversation. Well, hold on, wait a second, wait a second. You get all of these things in LinkedIn. Every day I get things like that. What was it about that particular request? You thought, you know what? I will make an effort to speak to them. Well, he said, uh, I focus on franchises, okay? 
I thought that would be the biggest warning of all. I know the top the top 40 franchises in the UK. Right. I looked at the profile. I think we should have a conversation. So it opened up my curiosity. Okay. So uh, and I looked at the guy's profile and so on. But, uh, yeah. So we, we had a 10-minute conversation. And uh, and that conversation really changed my life as the book of Rich Dad Poor Dad changed my life. The book of Rich Dad Poor Dad changed my life to become an investor and become financially free. And the, and the conversation via LinkedIn with this guy changed my life to become a business owner. <laughs> now, that's very interesting. It's a bit sort of like, have you seen that film Sliding Doors? What do you think would have happened had you not had that conversation with the LinkedIn carried, guy? Yeah, I would have carried on. Oh, well, I, no, nobody knows, but certainly no. I, I wouldn't have taken the step of, uh, you know, buying into the franchise and become a, a coach, a uh -huh. performance coach. Um, so everything came together because I said, well, wouldn't it be interesting to help many more businesses rather than the one being an employee? Um, and then I came up with the vision of helping a thousand business owners. I love that within this decade. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 bought, I, I bought the franchise and uh, into the franchise and I'm, I'm loving it. You know, I've been now doing it for, uh, for just over two years and uh, helping, I'm having very interesting conversations with very interesting people, helping business owners grow their business, uh, improving their quality of their lives, which has an impact on their families and their employees. Uh, and their pockets so uh, yeah. yeah i've known you for probably a couple of years now and you are such a people person do you think it's the fact that you are dealing with people that is the most enjoyable thing about your job yeah definitely i, I am a people's person and i love helping people one of the criteria really to, to be successful in coaching is to have that genuine desire to help. Mm -hmm. Genuine desire to help people. And I've had that desire since, since my teenage years because I've always been involved in charity. I've been um, helping a charity for 15 years financially and with my time and also, you know, running boys clubs since I, since, since I, I was at university. Um, and this charity I held is uh, helping kids to grow in character, which is kind of coaching, if mm. you like. Uh, so coaching, and I've been doing that, the, the charity I've been doing, doing that for, for 30 years. So you've been really, uh, what you're saying is you've been in coaching all your life. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it was one of the, it's one of the big takeaways I, I've, I had on my first conversations with you, Javi, was that you are so open and so giving. And I think, I don't know whether it was the solicitor in me or the, the paranoid in me, but I'm thinking that this is too good to be true. There must be a catch somewhere, but there is no catch with you, Javier. Yeah. You are yeah. absolutely open and you are incredibly giving. And there is no, there's no, well, listen, if I do that for you, I'm expecting you to do that. And, and it is a wonderful thing. Do you find though with some people who, who speak to you, do you, think that they think that there is a catch I don't really care you know what they think 
you know, I, I am who I am and I do what I do. Uh, I, I love, I mean, life is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I always think that, uh, you know, God has given us talents and we have to put those talents to, 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 to give fruit, you know, to make them to work. I, I, I love what you say there that you don't care. Um, because that then to me says that you are comfortable within your own skin. You're old enough and, and wise enough and have had various experiences throughout your life to understand that. And f- for me, certainly, I think, I think from starting up bricks and mortar mortgages, <clears throat> it's been very apparent that one of the things, because you know, you've been coaching me for a while, and one of the things you've helped me with is allowing me to be comfortable in my own skin and saying, well, no, this is the way that I am. I'm not going to be different for other people. And diff- I'm just, well, that's me. And if you don't like me and yeah. you don't like the cut of my jib, then, well, yeah. listen, we're probably not going to be a good match. And so therefore, mm-hmm. you know, we won't work together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we tend to attract what we deserve. So that goes goes in line. Yeah. Listen, I wanted to uh, circle back around on the property side of things. Tell me mistakes that you've made. To give me three maybe mistakes that you made in that first purchase. I mean, everybody's made mistakes. Yes. Um, well, I bought the cheapest property I could find. Okay. Um, and... Uh, that had some structural uh, damage in the property, in the building, not big deal, but uh, if I could have done it again, I would have bought another property. So, well, is it a big mistake? Well, it was a mistake uh, of not, not looking at the fabric of the building. Yes. You buy property. But Make again, sense? yes, absolutely. But again, as long as you learn from these things, you know, it's, it's probably a mo- a, an important mistake to have made. Yes. So, uh, you know, uh, at the time, um, you had to do your own home report. So now when you buy a property, there's a home report for all, all people buying it. But at the time, you know, and I didn't do a home report on the property. I just bought it without home report. So you bought cash? So, no, 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 without the home report. Um, um, was it? So uh, normally what would happen back in the day, you would instruct your own valuation, which is the similar to the home report. Yeah. And then uh, because you would need that, if you were getting a mortgage, then you would either yeah. give yeah. your valuation to the mortgage company or the mortgage company would do a valuation themselves. Yeah, no, that, that, that property was was with a home report and because I got a mortgage on it, that was right. because... £36,000, but later on buying buying in cash, once you build the portfolio, I I bought properties in cash and some of them I didn't do a home report. So uh, yeah, and always do a home report because there could be things that you don't know about. So that's a mistake that uh, I would, uh, you know, people coming into the property ladder to always get a home report, yes. And what was your reason for getting into property? Was it to create a pension, a passive income? What was the, the driver behind it? It was both. It was a pension and passive income. I I, I never believed in, in a pension, you know, with, with paper, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, and I wanted to be in control. 
to, to be in control of the, of, of the money I was making rather than giving it to somebody else. To invest. Um, yeah, definitely. And that was something very important to me. So I went to, to property, it was bricks and mortar. Um, and uh, I knew what I was doing. I was learning about it and I was liking it. Um, so that, that's the reason why. I, I, I haven't gone for, yeah, I don't buy stocks. I don't speculate. I, mm -hmm. I invest and I don't understand the stock market. I don't have the time to understand it. I taken the time to understand property. So therefore I am investing rather than speculating. Yeah. It was one of the things when I started to do the, the investing in property, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I get taken aside by my senior partner when I was doing the legals, taken up um, by my senior partner. And he said, well, what are you doing with the money that you're making? And I said, well, I'm not really doing anything. He said, well, listen, you need to sort out that. But when you're investing, you need to invest in something A, you know about and B, you enjoy. And I said, well, that's property. And he said, yeah. well, I knew you were going to say that. And then he showed me what he had done. Yeah. So um, I think it's so important that you enjoy what you do, but also you have an understanding of, yeah. of what you're doing. And ultimately, if you're doing it yourself, you have to have an understanding. Um, yes. It's absolutely yeah. vital. Yes. So what's been your best property investment? Okay, so... Um... I've got HMOs, Airbnb, um, one bed to bed, uh, uh, bedroom properties. HMOs have been profitable. Yeah. Um, and also commercial, commercial offices, very good. All my residential properties are managed by letting agents. Uh, a mistake people tend to do is, I mean, if you have one or two properties, fine, but a mistake people tend to make is to manage their own properties. It all depends how much you value your time. Uh, I certainly be more than happy paying the letting agent to deal, look after the, the tenants than mm -hmm. me having to deal with it. And then I spend my time on other things. Um, so uh, on commercial though, commercial offices, I manage them myself because they are business tenants and I love business. So I'm very happy to manage those properties myself and they've been very profitable. So uh, commercial offices in Glasgow and Paisley, which is uh, the areas I invest, very, very good. And if you're going to be investing in commercial property and, and you're going to be renting these premises out, I guess it gives you an, an ideal um, uh, drip feed of, of potential clients for the coaching business. Yeah, definitely. We get talking and what do you do and this that, and the other and they tell me what they do and, uh, and I say, well, I run a business coaching uh, practice and uh, we help businesses grow. We are growth specialists, so it gives to a, a good conversation. So it's, it, it, it leverages both businesses, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So for me in investing proper in pro property, I mean, I was going to ask you what you felt the, the three most important things were and what you've learned about in property. For me, certainly, it's the importance of a, of a passive income. Um, but also property has also told me that it, it's not a walk in the park. You know, there are difficulties. Um, the, there, there is a certain amount of time that you have to spend on property in order for you to make it work, irrespective of whether or not you've got a lettings agent who's helping you out. What if have you got three important things that you've learned about your journey in property? 
Yes, one one is um, well to do your homework. To do your homework and uh, and select the areas you want to invest in. Okay? Yeah. To walk the area, no, no, not drive the area, but to walk it uh, in the evening, at night. Um, talk to neighbors. If you buy a flat in a in a in a club, then knock on doors and speak to the the owners or tenants. How is how is life here? You know, do you have noisy na- neighbors? Do you have junkies? Do you have, you know, oh, you can be- <laughs> did you, have you, you because you've done that then? Yes, knock on people's doors. Yeah, yeah. Well, what yeah. do they and, say? And someone say, well, we've got a roof leak. You know, the roof is right. giving trouble for three years. Then you know there is a bill of thousands of pounds coming. Uh-huh. Uh, or there is a, a junkie in the second floor, and you have all sort of undesirable people coming into the club. Uh-huh. Uh, there is no security entrance, and people come in and you know do their business when they are drunk. You know, so uh, you need to 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 ask those questions. Otherwise, you don't know. Um, and so, would so I presume that's before you've bought the property. Yes. 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 And so, so you've just knocked on some random's door and said, "Hi, I'm Avie. I'm thinking of investing. Tell me a bit about the clothes." I said, "I'm thinking of buying the flat upstairs." Right. They look at me. They look at me. You know, I look quite decent. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And they are open to talk. Obviously, I haven't done that during COVID, but uh, no. COVID and post-COVID, yeah, that, that's the thing to do. I, I have no qualms about doing that. And, and, no. they, and they are quite talkative, actually, and they do say uh, the life of, of the block. Uh-huh. I think that's a great idea. I mean, everybody talks about getting your, your gold mine area, but I think actually drilling it down and, as you say, walking it rather than yeah. driving it and then going even further by chapping on people's doors, I think that's, yeah. that's brilliant. Two, three, uh, three weeks ago, I was about to buy a property in uh, in um, near um, in the East End, uh, near the the Fort Shopping Center. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I walked to the shopkeeper in the block and I said, "Tell me about the area." Yeah. Said, and he t- he told me a number of things. I said, "I'm not buying here." Right. You know. Yeah. That's prime. That's prime. Primary research. Yes. So uh, it's very useful to do that, actually. That's fantastic. Yes. Anything else? On 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 that, then um, we'll have a game plan. You know, what what? Uh, how many properties do you want to have over what period of time? Yes. So I want to buy fifty properties over the next 10 years or 10 properties over the next five years, whatever it is, have a game plan. And then when do you want to be debt-free? So as the mortgage life comes to an end or your commercial loan, so what properties are you going to sell to pay off the properties you want to keep? So Stephen Stephen Covey, start with the end in mind. Correct, seven habits. yeah, listen, I, I've just done a, um, uh, a video that I've put onto the Instagram and Facebooks, and it is the first question I ask any prospective client when they come yes. to me about mortgages. I say, listen, you need to know why you're doing it, and also you need to understand what the plan is, because if you can tell me what the plan is and where you want to get to, then I can give you better advice because I'm clear on what we're trying to achieve. The solicitors can give you the best advice, 
the letting agents and everybody else in the journey is going to be able to pinpoint their advice based upon what you want. But if you go in with some harem scare I haven't really thought about it. I just like homes under the hammer and I fancy yeah. doing a bit of, of investing, then, yes. you know, it, it's not going to, you're not going to get the best advice because nobody can give you the best advice because you don't know what you're trying to do. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and listen, with your coaching hat on, I only wanted to keep you for, for 30 minutes and I, and I appreciate that your time is, is precious. With your coaching hat on, um, give me three things with your coaching hat on that if, if I was a newbie investor, what are the three most important things that I should be thinking about? Okay, so um, the, the one thing, it links with the, the other thing I said is to, to have a plan, start with the end in mind. Yes. Okay? Have a plan. Yeah. Business plan, if you like, because it is a business. Some people take it as a hobby, but it is a business. Mm -hmm. um, and then test and measure. Mm -hmm. Know your numbers, because numbers is the language of business. Okay. Numbers is the language of business. So know your numbers. Your profit, if you have two, three properties, it's quite easy, but as you, you grow your portfolio and you start losing track, you know, what are the most profitable properties and why? And keep the, you know, monthly profitability. And some people, and this happened in the credit crunch, many people started to buy. It was so easy to buy and get finance that people were buying properties that didn't make, didn't give cash flow. Yeah. They were investing in the appreciation of the asset, but not in the cash flow side of it. And, uh, and I, I've got a friend who kind of went bust with the credit crunch because the, the, the banks recalled the debt, as happened to many people in 2008. Um, I, I only bought properties that made me money on a monthly basis. The appreciation of the asset is an outcome I went for 25 uh, a year long more buy to let mortgages. So I was in charge of time. Mm -hmm. There was a time I had negative equity in some properties, but they were making me money. And guess what? I, I didn't have to sell and I didn't want to sell. I had 20 years to go. So yeah. Uh, yeah. make money on a monthly basis. Don't buy anything. Just thinking on the appreciation of the asset. So the test and measure is the second one. And, and the third one is to, to invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. What do you mean by that? To learn, to learn. Yeah. To learn because we know that in order to earn, you have to learn. And somebody said the other day, if you want to out-earn me, you have to out-learn me. Yeah, so, love it. Uh, you know, read, uh, watch, uh, listen to podcasts, uh, invest in yourself, uh, spend money on yourself. You are your biggest asset. Your business will grow as much as you grow. Mm -hmm. I love that. They do say, was it Jim Rowan who said, um, don't wish that your life was hard, just wish that you were better. And that yes. just strikes yeah. at the heart of it's up yeah. to you. You've got so many opportunities there's so much information out there there's so many people yes. certainly in property there's so many people who would be more than happy to chat to you about getting started in property you know you don't need to spend thousands and thousands of pounds yes. on educational courses you just yes. need to take action yes i didn't go yeah you know definitely action is key to it 
um, uh, and have a plan. I, I started organically, but then I, I put a plan in place. Everybody starts organically. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, it's working. I mean, you put a plan in place. Yeah. So yeah, is, is, uh, Johnny, it's been one of the best things I've done in my life is growing the property portfolio. Um, I've met many people in the property market, including yourself. And uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've made good money, good money from it. And uh, yeah, I'm very happy with the, that, that's my pension really. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, and it gives you financial freedom, definitely. Well, as, as I say, I mean, the, the six flats that I've got in, in the West End um, have been rented out to students for 15, 20 years. So the good students of Glasgow have just been paying my pension for the last yes. 15, 20 years. It's, it's just phenomenal. It's a passive passive. You and I are talking, and while you and I are talking, there are some tenants paying the the the, the rent into our bank account. Yeah, yeah. you know. So uh, it's 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 a great business to be in. Brilliant, brilliant. And, well, and, and you are providing a service to to people. I do my properties to high standards, and uh, some landlords have a. You know, there is a kind of landlords are bad, you know, that's, that's the image is being created. Yeah. Uh, I remember a Sri Lankan uh, lady, um, she was renting a three bedroom flat. Her son died, her, uh, her daughter uh, married, so she was on her own in the flat. Eventually, she couldn't pay the high rent for a three bedroom flat. She didn't need that big flat. Anyway, when she moved out, I met her. I was managing that property myself, lovely tenants. Uh, and uh, when she was leaving, she, she hugged me and she had tears in her eyes. No. She was saying good, she couldn't speak much English, but she said, good landlord, good landlord. I mean, I take care really of the properties and of the tenants. It's, it's a service we provide and, and, and the property becomes their home. And if something breaks, I fix it very quickly. You know, it's, it's, it's a service we provide. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, listen, I'm going to, uh you'll finish there. Uh, tell me a little bit about the coaching side of things because there'll be people who are listening and watching this who will be interested in the coaching and, and what you offer. So um, how they, how can people get in touch with you? Okay, they can uh, visit my LinkedIn profile. So I am in LinkedIn. Um, and oh yes, Google Action Coach Glasgow. Uh, and I should come up there. Um, and uh, yeah, anybody who wants to, to, to grow a business, get in touch with me. I'll give them happily a complimentary uh, business strategy session. There you go, Johnny. Um, anybody who is listening to this, this podcast and want a, a complimentary business strategy session to talk about business and property, I'll be there for them. Excellent. I love that. And then just finally, give me a book recommendation. Something that people can get their teeth into. Doesn't need to be about property, just yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, it's uh, maybe about mindset. One book I read a few months ago, which I love, and I think you've read it as well, Johnny, is The One Thing. The, yes. The One Thing uh, by Gary Keller. The One Thing by Gary Keller. Um, you know, the, the essence of the book is what is the, the one thing that if you did, everything else would become easier or even unnecessary. And what we find in life is that our mind is so diluted, anticipated with everything going on that we try to do many things badly rather than one thing well. 
And what is the one thing that you're gonna go for in your life and everything else will, will fall into place rather than trying to do many things badly. So that, that's a great uh, book recommendation. I, I love that. I mean, I'm a big, big fan of the one thing. I think I read it about three or four years ago. Um, I listened to their podcast. They've got a, the one thing podcast is a guy, Jeff Woods, who, in fact, interestingly, um, he actually became the voice of the one thing on the podcast. But I had listened to him on a podcast called The Mentee. And if anybody is listening to this, um, that's a great podcast, The Mentee. Um, he interviews um, mentors and great, great insight into, I think, business coaching as well. But the one thing, just a fantastic, fantastic yeah. book and certainly one I would recommend as well. Great. Well, listen, Javier, it's been fantastic. We have to have you on again. And uh, I'm sure we'll get, uh, we'll get lots and lots of, of uh, listeners and watchers on this one. So all the best. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Good man. Bye-bye. Okay, episode 79 in the can. Really enjoyed that one. As I say, I've known Javi probably for the best part of two years. And I just hope that you got a lot of insight, not only just from a practical point of view as far as investing in property, but also a little bit more about the coaching side of things and what he does. And I'm very keen to try and get him back on and give more of a holistic, more of a generic talk about coaching in general and what he does. So moving forward with the show, I've been speaking with a young lad who is wanting to take his first steps in property and I'm toying with the idea of just getting a telephone conversation with him on a monthly basis just to see where he's at. So we're toying with that idea and also a voice coach. The guy I've got in mind has worked with, you know, a lot of lot of, you know, high quality level people and I think if we can get him on the show then I'm sure that you will get some great benefit from that but listen I'm going to sign off here thanks very much for listening again to number 79 we're edging closer to the magic ton you can catch us on Facebook you can catch us on Instagram email me Jonathan at Bricks and Mortar Mortgages delighted to have a chat with you about anything to do with property let's see if we can sort your problems out and again, just pick up the phone, call Johnny, start packing.